Podcast. Yes, thank you once again for joining us at the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Girl, it's been a hectic few weeks, and we love it. We like to stay busy and productive. You know who else stays busy? Rock Solutions. That's spelled R-A-H-K, a unified front of artists creating music, digital art, affordable streetwear, and creative nightlife. Visit them online at rock.solutions. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to keep up with the new projects and merch drops. Rock Solutions, electronics with a conscience. And uh, make sure to keep an eye out for Rad Envelope's new EP, Worm. Pre-sales begin July 12th at Rock. Solutions. This episode is also brought to you by Time Wheel. Time Wheel is an independent record label, uh, artistic media platform, and creative girl, creative studio based in San Antonio. Founded in 2013 by a collective of artists, Time Wheel's mission is to create and celebrate forward-thinking music and culture. As a label, Time Wheel supports, develops, and distributes work made by independent artists of various mediums, from music and film to animation and emerging digital or analog art forms. Some of Time Wheel's artists include Verisimilitude, Femina X, Something Fiction, Dolphin Dilemma, and many more. Learn more about them, uh, learn more about Time Wheel and their roster of artists at timewheel.net and use the contact option to submit your work. Girl, and we love to work. I know I have been working hard. And if you happen to listen to this podcast today, make sure to see me working on stage uh, with Big Frida at Paper Tiger in San Antonio, Texas. It's going to be lit as a tit. I can't wait. Also, uh, make sure to join me next Monday at High Tones for my kickoff karaoke because I'm leaving on tour and it's like the last thing I'm like doing before I leave. It's going to be fun. But we're here at the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Um with some really cool guests, actually. I'm super excited to have sitting with me um, two of my favorite musicians, one-fifth of Ready Revolution and one-half of the Las Bandoleros. It is Diego and Emilio Navarra. How are you, gentlemen? Fantastic. Good, how are you? Thanks happy for having Happy to be us. here, man. I love it. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a good day outside. It's a beautiful day in Texas. Are you happy to be home? Very happy to be home. We've been out since what, February or late January. Late January, And yeah. we have pretty much the whole month of July off, so... That's fantastic. Uh, happy to be in the Texas heat, if you can, if you can believe that. <laughs> it's, good to to be off. it's good to sweat, good to you know sweat, what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, because you guys have been on tour um, with the Last Bandolettos for mm-hmm. um, all the 57th and 9th tour with Sting for the last few months, and you just got back. I mean, you're already back. You're about to go back on tour again, too. So you're very, That's you smart. know hardworking and crazy uh how do you keep like your your minds together it's nice to have an agent or something isn't it well, taking our manager taking care of like dates and stuff yeah i will tell you man uh like the last week of tour i was getting anxiety i was so ready to come home it was an amazing tour and we're very fortunate to have been on the tour and i always i always say <laughs> when i say uh i want some time off after about the first week of time off i'm like okay get me back on the road because i'm I'm losing my mind. Hell yeah! Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 such a strenuous thing. But I mean, you guys were in pretty much all over the world. But you started in the U.S. And I mean, how was it to have uh, such a you know musical icon, as people would call him, Sting? You know, take you under his wing and really just to hang out with him and you know see the n- normal side of things. I guess. I think the the thing is once you get over the initial shock of like that sting and you know he likes he digs what we do i think once you get over the initial shock he made it very very easy for us to overcome that because he'd come into the green room and just talk and listen to the set and be like you know what i really like this song maybe try this and you know in the tune and stuff like that and it's it's really cool because it goes to show even as music gets into 
a bigger medium, it's still the same. It's still like guys that love music that really want to help each other out. So it's like still that same scene. You know what I mean? It, I didn't see it any different as like when you're backstage with, um, you know, Fader Friend or anything like that. And they're listening to the set and they're like, dude, that was a great song. Or, you know, this is what I like about it. It's the same thing to me just a network of musicians except he's sting you know what i mean <laughs> definitely definitely i mean were the jams constant because with all of you playing uh in different instruments and them just like lying around all the time like were the backstage inspirations always uh, hitting you no, i mean i guess during sound check maybe oh. really man the whole show if anyone saw the 57th and 9th tour was a big jam so he would start uh with an acoustic song and then his son Joe Sumner would come on and play a set and then we'd join Joe then we'd play and then Sting and his whole band and Joe would join us on our set and then we'd sing during Sting's set so it was kind of the whole show was a jam so there wasn't really time to <laughs> to jam before or after the show you know what I mean no I feel that definitely <laughs> I mean it's time to party right afterwards <laughs> well no it's time to get rest or fly to the next country I mean there's some there's probably some partying bit, go- there's yeah. some partying going on in the Bandolero's dressing room <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And speaking of last bandolettos, um, make sure to check them out. They are going out on their crooked little Halo tour in, in a little while. Um, I know your next uh, set is going to be July 23rd in Pittsburgh at the Hartward Acres Amphitheater. Make sure to check out uh, all the tour dates at thelastbandolettos.com. But if you haven't checked them out at all, let's take a little listen to one of the coolest songs, who happened, which is, happened to be your first video, right? Where you're... Go. Where do you go? Where do you yeah. go? Let's see. That's right. This is going to be a very musical episode, guys. I mean that song is just way too joyous, and I have to say when I saw the first vi- the video for it, I was sitting in bed. You know, you know how when you wake up, you're a little bit out of it, and you know you see a link, and I'm like, oh, Diego and Amelia are doing something. Let me check this out. How nice. <laughs> and um, I, I I I hear it, and I I don't think I'd heard the song before, and I see the video, and I was like, this is too fucking cute, bro. Like, how long did this cute ass video take? It was it was such a nice clean concept, but really, you know. Showed you guys off really well. It, it took a day to do it. We did it at Jerry's mom's house. Um, Derek is a good videographer and editor and all that stuff. So um, we just took a day, got a white thing, sheet. white sheet, I think, yes. and just filmed everyone individually and did that. Actually, we did that the day before we did the Love to Kill a Bomb video. So me and Diego were kind of over making videos after, <laughs> oh my God. after those two days. Okay, you're having like all over the place. Love to Kill a Bomb, of course, from Ready Revolution. But you're, when you spoke of Jerry, Jerry Fuentes and Derek James, the other half of The Last Bandoleros. So how did you guys get together? Um, I guess 
you know, a lot of people really know you for your Ready Revolution work and, you know, of course, um, your father. Um, so how did you shift into this new platform? Um, a few, how long has it been? We met Jerry is from San Antonio. So we met Jerry, I want to say, about seven years ago. That sounds right. Um, at this time, he was living in New York. So he was just coming back to visit family or maybe he had some shows here as a solo artist. And uh, the producers at the studio that me and Emilio were working at at the time, Studio M, Studio M, introduced Jerry to us because Jerry used to work there when he lived here in San Antonio. And we just hit it off. Uh, and I think three years ago, we decided to start writing songs together. And then after we wrote Where Do You Go, that's when he brought Derek in. And then we wrote a whole album after that. Yeah. It was a happy accident. It did. We didn't set out to do anything. It was more like just an experimentation. Jerry was going to do a new solo record. Uh, we were working on some Ready Rev stuff, and Derek was doing his own thing. And Jerry came down during the holidays, I think. And he wanted to go in the direction for his solo stuff of more like Americana, rootsy, some country elements. And then he, uh, we started writing because you know we played country and Dahano stuff with my dad, so we kind of had a grip on that. And it wasn't until he was like, well, what about the accordion, you know? So we called someone in that we had worked with and kind of um, coached him to, to play the style because it's not really <laughs> any kind of style. It's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. And then after that song, it was like, well, maybe this is more than just a writing project. I think it might be a band. Um, and then after that, like you said, we brought Derek in and then wrote a whole record in about two months back and forth between Brooklyn and San Antonio flying back and forth. And it's a it's an extremely clean record. I'd say every song is very cohesive. It gives uh, several shades of what you guys are trying to put forward, and it, um, for the most part, is I would say like such a like a happy album. Even when you're kind of like telling people off, or you're saying you know, you, you know what what is it? Oh my god, wait, I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Um, I think it's I don't I don't no no no, no Maria no fuck no get down. I love this song, dude. Let's let's listen to a little bit of Get Down, which really makes you get your ass down on the floor. I mean, I would say most of her music is kind of intended to really get people to to move and mm -hmm. put some more energy into their life. The song I was trying to think about was, I don't know why I can't think of the name, because I was just listening to it, where you talk about how you think I'm going to miss you when you're gone Adios. or something. Adios. Adios. Okay, duh. That makes total sense. Okay, we'll get that. We'll get to that one next. I love it. <laughs> and so is this a, a, um, a full collaborative effort between the four of you when it comes to writing the music? I know you guys have been writing music for years. Yeah. Yeah, man, we've been writing music together since we were like 10 and 11 or something like that yeah it is it's a collaborative thing but it, it's it's cool because jerry and derek have been writing together for years and we've been writing together for years so we were talking about this earlier when we write songs it's kind of like now it all makes sense like oh i have this idea 
but it sounds more bandos than it does ready or any you know something like that so usually when it's bandos at least for me i'll have a great idea and then just leave it because i like having the other three in other three you know input hmm. stuff on the yes. on the tune so then we all bring little ideas together and us four will sit in a room with acoustic guitars and flush it out because i think that in order to make it sound like bandos it needs all four individuals and characters to kind of see it through because I haven't had um, any time to speak with uh, Jerry and Derek, but they, you know, you guys, the chemistry on stage is is so ready to go. You know what I mean? And it really, it uh, the the harmonies are beautiful, and I can see why you're you're gaining a lot of uh, attention recently. I mean, girl, the blue check mark is enough on your Instagram. That that really, uh, that's what really gets people off these days. And you're like, oh fuck, I got that blue check mark. Isn't that strange? <laughs> it's so. Ch- I love it though. I'm like, girl, you better work the check mark. Okay, it's it's lovely. Um, so you guys are heading out on tour, and you're also are you recording new music right now for both bands, one band, no bands? Yeah, uh, we're me and Mila are taking the time that we have off to go into the studio with Ready Rev, and also we're gonna have a, a show uh, I think on the twenty first at Paper Tiger. Well, you'll be tonight. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Um, but yeah, so and then at the end of July. Uh, me and Emilio will meet Jerry and Derek in Nashville, and we'll have about a, re- a week of writing in studio. So yeah, taking July to make music with with both projects. You know, that's good. Yes, because you have to keep pushing forward. Well, like I said, I can only have about a week off, and then I'm like, okay, I need to do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can tell with both of you guys that when you're on stage, you know what I mean. There's really no. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's in your blood, but it's um, it's almost like you're spellbound while you're up there, and you kind of just like go into this like well, can't control yourself mode so in, as far it's as so intoxicating emoting. I mean, yeah. as you know, yeah, there's it's the best drug in the world. It really, really is. Yeah, and people people really respond. I mean, have there been panties thrown on stage yet? Because <laughs> I have to say, at some Ready Revolution shows, I can like see the underwear coming and boxers. Listen, yeah. we don't discriminate. Yeah, I haven't had panties on a Ready Rev show. I have had bras. We've had bras. Oh, no bras. No, the, yeah, that guess it's easier to take off. <laughs> 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 Over here, like literally, like unlacing my boots and take, yeah. Oh my god, I love it. You probably get more panties at your shows than none. Yeah, you would think, right? I'm gonna suggest that, like, for the big Frida show, we're gonna need some or boxers. Or panties. So, yeah, <laughs> I throw like nothing, you know, just like imaginary. So I'm like, oh, they're going commando. <laughs> That's what I'd like to imagine is that there's no panties thrown on stage for you or for us because they just don't wear panties. They don't, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> they don't want to ruin it. Well, yeah, we can't get too moist down there. I understand. <laughs> Um, times are short. Uh, times are tough these days. You can't be spending you know, all your coins on laundry, yep. washing your underwear too often. I loved it. Let's check out that song I was talking about uh, earlier, Adios, which is honestly hilarious. <laughs>
so good. Make sure to get all of uh, Last Bandoleros music, The Last Bandoleros, on iTunes, of course, Spotify, and at thelastbandoleros.com. And follow The Last Bandoleros at The Last Bandoleros on everything. Last Bandoleros. <laughs> B-A-N-D-O-L-E-R-O-S, guys. Good it, job. It's good. Thank you, guys. Well, I do have a notebook. <laughs> Yeah, so when traveling around on, on this last tour, the 57th and 9th tour with Sting, when you were playing with Last Bandoleros, uh, how, did you notice any, what kind of cultural shocks did you go through, whether they be positive or negative, or just things that really stood out to you when when roaming around this small marble of a... We were just talking about Singapore, how clean it is. Oh. It's very clean. Interesting. And you can't buy chewing gum You can't there. buy chewing gum. It's illegal to actually chew chewing gum. Well, I don't know if it's... I for, love that rule. If you get caught with chewing gum, it's like a... Hundred dollar fine or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's very clean, like super, super clean. That's we went, so. Me and me though, we had a day off there. We went to Universal Studios and it was the cleanest theme park we've ever seen. Oh my yeah. god, were people even like eating at all? You know? No, that's another thing too. Is in Asia, is uh, it's not very cool or it's not accepted to be eating on the streets, like in public. It's kind of it's just weird, because um, you know you're so used to like on the go here grabbing a taco and just walking to wherever you know. Wherever. Yeah, that's another thing too. No tacos anywhere. Whoa, dude! Like a whole, <laughs> what was that? Two months abroad without talk. I mean, like, do they have thought? Like, where can I find just some flour, guys? I'll do it myself. Don't. Oh no, my gosh! I we mean, uh, the, the weird thing was was actually seeing as how, um, how not different places. I mean, it kind of reminds you of other places that you've been to already, which kind of freaked me out because I expected it to be totally, totally different, and it was in certain ways, but in a lot of ways, it was the exact same too. It's hard to explain. Maybe because we weren't there for so long, you know, kind of go in and nip and go to the next place. But it was a great experience. I mean, Tokyo, how was how was that? Did you get to do any walking around there? Because that's like an ideal destination zone for me. Uh, You know, we didn't really because we flew in and then we were there for four days or four nights. But we had three shows back to back. So there wasn't really much time between soundcheck and the show. I but feel that. The shows. How were, was the audience? The three though? shows they, were, amazing. we played Budokan, which is a legendary. Uh, I don't, it's not even. It wasn't even built for a music venue, but the Beatles were the first band to play there, and Cheap Trick recorded their live record there. Fantastic! Yeah, it was yeah, super so. surreal to do it. The thing about uh, Tokyo is the audiences are really cool. But they won't go to the bathroom between the set. Like, they're so respectful. Which is great. Everyone stays and and watches you. And then they have 15 minutes after each act where they come over the announcement. And I don't know. Someone told me what they were saying is now's (laughs) the time to get up and go do whatever you want. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the show, instead of everyone just trying to get out, they sit there. And I'm like, what's going on? And then, you know, someone will come over the loudspeaker, you know, section C. And then everyone gets up in section C and walks out. It's like very, very organized. That sounds fantastic yeah, actually it's cool. I, I mean, love a captive audience yeah we could learn something from that yeah. i was gonna say 
No, but um, captive and uh, I mean, I wonder if they have like catheters in sometimes because like, I mean, <laughs> well, that's I how that. that's how I would be to a Gaga. Like I've planned it. Like the first time I go to a Gaga show, like either I'm doing the catheter or uh, I think they have like you know pee bottles you can like attach mm-hmm. or I will just piss myself if I need yeah. to. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, you, you don't can't miss anything. You can't miss a moment. You know, um, as I'm sure you, don't, you wouldn't want to miss the last Bandolettos. And uh, you, you brought up the Beatles, of course. Tell the audience how it was to walk through Abbey Road and just be in in that in that vicinity oh we were fine uh, at the beginning because we went in and um studio two is the here comes our beatles nerd the stuff so studio two is where they did most of the recording right so we went into all the other studios first and i was calm was fine and then when we went into that studio it's like i've seen it in so much video and pictures that i i couldn't say anything i was just like completely freaked out it's it it's a and when you look at the building it's the room that they're in it's not very like it doesn't look like it has anything that would make you want to create or do anything. It's a normal white room, but I just felt like I wanted to do so much in that room. Like I wanted to create. Well, yeah, because you know that what most of, of your favorite albums, yeah, were recorded there. So it was. A t- I mean, yeah, like like you said, for for the most part of the tour, us two were just speechless, <laughs> which is funny because we can never shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. That's the way it should be. I mean, um. Is that part of the goal? Like, what what is music really, besides the the form of expression? Like, what do you what do you see it bringing to your life as far as um, moving your life forward? Do you know what I mean? And helping you grow, or wh- what do you what do you want out of it as a? I don't. I mean, or do you even care? I I, I don't think I do. I don't That's know. Good. I mean, for me, it's just it's all I know. I've been doing this, you know, since I can remember, uh, and it's really the only thing that brings me extreme joy you know like I, I really do feel like myself mostly when i'm on stage but also i mean you know writing songs it's like sort of like having a diary you know that you get like, to share with everyone yeah that's the thing for me is like how what you said you know if it how does it move you forward and stuff like that for me it gets you out of a lot of things that you normally wouldn't be able to get out of you know if you lose someone or uh you're really happy or but you can't find a way to express it you can write a song and then oh there it is you know, you get that out of you. Yeah. And that's how you move on yeah. through different stages of life. And there are different life. forms of it. Like, for me, writing is like a calming sort of therapy, if you will. But then, like, being on stage, it's like rage and chaos. You know what I mean? And for me, I, you know, I need them both. I want them both. So, yeah. I, I, but, yeah, to answer your question, I don't, I don't know if I care i just it's a, i'm gonna do it anyway you know? yeah exactly so. <laughs> i'm gonna fucking do it anyway i love it and speaking of writing let's check out one of the jams we brought it up earlier which uh, the music video is available on youtube to check out from um diego speak diego this is diego and emilio this is emilio from their other band ready revolution um let's check out love to kill a bomb Oh, you know I hate to be alone 
because Freddy Revolution really gets me in the mood. You know what else gets me in the mood? La Botanica. La Botanica is an all-vegan restaurant and bar and venue located on the St. Mary's Strip at 2901 North St. Mary's that focuses on fresh and healthy ingredients and fresh and fun events. Flavorful dishes are prepared and cooked when you order them. They provide casual dining experience with a quality of food that can be described not only as high but loving. Pair that with the great events from live music and DJs to free yoga and other festivities, La Botanica has you covered. And yes, they cater, baby. Contact them for booking on Facebook and check them out on Instagram at La Botanica underscore Sananto. We love to kill a bomb. That was love to kill a bomb from Ready Revolution, um, which uh, all the music is available on iTunes and Spotify. And Spotify, Spotify has newer stuff, I think. I love it. So hit up that Spotify with Ready Revolution. Of course, one of the the bands um, founded by Diego and Emilio Nevada. I. I mean, that's how I discovered you guys, and I have yeah. to say that, I mean, every time I, I'm at that show, I get really wound up, you know what I mean? Like, I have to say, I get so, really so, fucking wound up. So do we. <laughs> you know, and it's really, it's cool because, you know, you guys, it's really, because I didn't really go to shows when I was younger, and so it was really, like, after high school, and I've, you know, first discovered um, Westbound Departure that really, like, opened my eyes to just, you know, the kind of talent that was, you know, lying around me, mm-hmm. and the kinds of things that were possible, and and so it's really cool to see, like, you know, whenever I, when I t- remember I t- your, last, your last show that I was at, um, I told you that my friend from um, Gua- Gu- Guadalajara, Guadalajara was yes. there. I'm like, I can't even remember. Um, was from Guadalajara was there. And he was like, wow, you know, I feel like I was at a, like a real fucking concert right now. You know, I was so impressed. And, you know, people just get the fuck down to Red Revolution, which also consists of uh, band members Shane Gamboa, Kevin Diaz de Leon, and Matt Zaval. Yeah. We love those guys. We do. When when and that's your next show with them is July. It's the t- July twenty first, Friday at yeah Paper Tiger. It's a free event. There's other bands too. I'm not sure which other bands are playing it, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun time. It'd be fun to be on stage with Shane, Kevin, and Matt again. Yeah. Always, it's always such a, a hot experience. See, that's another thing too. Is it's uh, very vital. Like I need both bands to be sane. Because it's two different things. Or to be insane. Yeah. But it's two different things, and they both let me do what I need to do. So it's really cool and a blessing to have both those things. I love it. We yeah. love it. Um, make sure, guys, to definitely check out all of Red Revolution's work, all of the last Bandoletos. Um, make sure to follow everyone on those... At Last Bandoletos, at The Last Bandoletos, excuse me, at Ready Revolution on all social media. Follow Diego Nevada at just Diego Nevada on everything. And then Emilio Nevada on ECN underscore IV. Because I'm the fourth. Because he's the fourth. Uh, of, of course, we are speaking with the, the sons of the, the fabulous um, and definitely miss, excuse my phone call, Emilio Nevada. Um, it's been so lovely having you guys here today. I really appreciate you, you taking the time Thank out. You, you know what I mean? We love you guys. And check out all their music. Follow them. Blah, blah, blah. You know. And guys, please make sure. I can't 
emphasize it enough to subscribe and rate and review the Wayne Holtz podcast. Tell your friends. Check out previous episodes with um, other local musical legends like Nina Diaz and Fani and Jen of Girl in a Coma, um, Ross Matthews of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, Perez Hilton was just on the last episode, so girl, we're keeping it lit as a tit. You know what I'm saying? Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Wayne Holtz underscore and on Twitter at Wayne Holtz, and then follow the uh, podcast at the Wayne or at the Wayne Holtz podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Wayne Podcast on Twitter. Girl, it's a mouthful, but I've got a big mouth and I can take it all. Make sure to download my music for free at WayneHoltz.BandCamp.com. Here's my song, A Minute with Mark. Lit as a tit. And it's lit as a clip too, bro. When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Actually, we're about to put out, I'm premiering a new song. One minute